Many are getting weak. Many are failing and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kolipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's word through his special servant. And now, today's message. This month of October, I want every one of us, let us memorize this scripture. Let us meditate on it. Think about it over and over and over and over again until we fully understand and comprehend everything that the Lord is communicating to us from that scripture. So, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. If you didn't bring your Bible, just look up on the screen and then let us read this single verse together. Are we ready here? Oh, I said, are we ready over here? Alright, so ready? Go. Let us read together. Acts 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Hallelujah. Now, this was what Jesus was telling the disciples just before he would be lifted up into heaven. And he said that this is what every child of God, everyone who believes in Jesus Christ is supposed to receive. They are supposed to receive power. That word power is from the Greek word dunamis. You remember that? Yes. Uh, which means miracle working ability. It also means explosive force. And he said that the, when the Holy Spirit comes, that is what we are going to receive. And because of that, we are going to become witnesses of him in all the four areas he mentions over there. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Now, the witnessing is to people, is to groups of people, you and this is what you are, when you study the Bible, you realize that they are called nations. Nations are different from countries, but nations are talking about people groups. And so God wants us to have influence on the people that are around us. First of all, Jerusalem. Why? Because that was their immediate environment. So every one of us, God wants us to have impact on the people who are close to us. And as the grace of God, the anointing, the power, which he said he's going to give us, as he keeps growing, he expects our influence to grow to Judea, which is talking about other places besides where we are. And then he keeps expanding to further and further Samaria. And then he says that to the ends of the earth. So our soul winning mandate is a global evangelization mandate. Hallelujah. But this evening, before I share anything with you, I want us to pray. And we, the first, the, one of the simplest ways by which we can do so winning is through prayer. It is called prayer jealousy. Prayer jealousy. To pray. So we are going to pray for our Jerusalem. We are going to pray for, for us as a church. The church is located at Tessano. So we want God to use the church to make impact in the lives of people in Tessano. What do you think? And also, as an individual, you want God to use you to make impact in the lives of the people where you in the area where you are staying, or where you are going to school, or where you are working. 
Because the moment God brings you in contact with human beings, in a way, he makes you responsible for them. Amen and amen. Oh, are we, are we together? Yeah, so even if you talk to them and they will not listen to you, they cannot refuse your prayer. What do you think? They cannot refuse your prayer. They cannot refuse your prayer. And so you can go on your knees and pray for somebody for five days, one week, two months, three years, and the person may not even know you are praying for that person. They cannot refuse your prayer. So we are going to lift up our voice. Psalm 2 verse number 8. Psalm 2 verse number 8. The Bible says that, ask of me and I will give you what? The nations. Somebody say the nations. Somebody say the nations. The King James Version says that the heathen for thine inheritance. And what does it say again? And the ends of the earth. Where did you first see the ends of the earth? Acts 1 verse 8. So he's talking about the same thing over here. God wants us to reach the ends of the uh, the ends of the world, the uh, the uttermost part of the earth. We are going to lift up our voice, and tonight we are going to pray, and I want you to pray out of your heart that Father use our church to affect the life of the people in our immediate environment. Use us, use me as an individual. Mention your name and tell God that Lord use me, use me to touch the lives of the people at my workplace, the people in my class, the people in my neighborhood. Lord, let my life be a witness of you. Can we pray that prayer right now? Yes, Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Name of Say my father, my father, father, my father. This month of October, this month of use, October. Me. use me. Use this church. Use, use our ministry to touch other people in our Jerusalem, in Tessano, in our workplaces, in our communities. Let oh God, our influence, draw them into the church in the name of Jesus for their healing, for their salvation, for their deliverance. In the name of Jesus, say, Father, before the end of this month of October, use me to influence many for the gospel. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice, begin to pray right now. Lift up your voice, begin to pray. You have just two minutes to pray. That this October, that for ourselves and we are praying for every member of this church Amen. and then we are praying for anyone who passed through this church this month. Amen. That Father let them experience a change of story. Amen. I said let them experience a change of story. Amen. Anybody who encountered Jesus encountered a change of story. Look at the madman of Gadara. Everybody had rejected that man but by the time Jesus was done with him he became the preacher of the city. Hallelujah. We are praying that Father this month let me experience a change of story. Amen. Let every member of this church experience a change of story. Amen. Let every visitor and every first time member and every new convert uh, that passes through our doors, let them experience a change of story. Amen. It is starting tonight. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, lift up your voice. We're going to talk to the Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want to pray this last prayer. And tonight is a teaching and a communion service. Yes, Lord. He said, I went up by revelation. Revelation takes you up. Ezekiel went up by revelation. And until you have revelation, insight into the things of God. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1. Let me show you something quickly. Isaiah chapter 53, the verse number 1. He said, who has believed our report? And it says that unto whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? until there is a revelation you will never experience the arm of the Lord 
until you encounter a revelation the arm of god shall be in a place that you never experiences you are praying that father through your word grant me revelation bring me insight in the name of jesus christ oh in ephesians chapter number one paul prays for the church and when he prays for the church he prays for them that god the god of the our lord jesus christ will grant unto them the spirits of what wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of god so without revelation you cannot know god lift up your right hand say father father tonight, tonight I, receive I receive the spirit of wisdom spirit and, of revelation and revelation to know you, know you to know what you are prepared for me and how i can take advantage of it in the name of jesus my heart is open my mind is ready to receive from you in the name of jesus talk to the lord right now talk to the lord they said the entrance of his word given light and brings understanding to the simple lord we want to hear from you tonight show us your glory open our eyes that will be all wondrous things out of your law things that will take away our shame things that will take away our pain things that will settle us in the divine appointed place that you are prepared for our lives in the name of jesus christ let your word wash away our sins let your word bring insight to us tonight anyone who has stepped into this place let yours be broken let there be a revelation of what only you can do that at the end of the day lord we will give you glory in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god how many of you believe that jesus has answered you how many of you believe that god has said your prayer lift up those hands to the lord everywhere and just close your eyes for just some 30 seconds and just begin to acknowledge the lord just worship him now just give him some worship now. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, we worship you, and Oh, I, I will worship you, lift you high above the earth and the heavens. You are, you are Lord, you are Lord, you are Lord, you are Lord, oh, you are Lord. Receive from you with humility, with humility your word, your word.
that can wash away my sins and that can establish me in salvation tonight my ears are open to hear the learned my eyes are open to see as a learned and i'll function by your word in jesus name say thank you lord that you speak to me tonight hallelujah if you believe that jesus has said you give him a shout of praise give a clap offering unto the lord kindly take your seats in the presence of the lord hallelujah we give god all the praise we give god all the glory oh father we are grateful to you tonight for your amazing presence in the midst of this congregation even as we have gathered this gathering is unto you the bible says unto silicon the gathering of the lord shall be unto you father as i minister your word touch this little clay let it minister oracles that will bring a blessing to your children and establish us in that which you have purpose for our lives may i not use lord help me may there be weakness help me lord that i'll fulfill your will in the name of jesus christ strengthen me that i'll bring to pass what you have purpose for every single one of my souls in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, praise the Lord. Now tell somebody beside you that you are in the right place tonight. And tell the person, open your ears. And Jesus will speak to you. Hallelujah. Now this October, the Lord put something in my spirit. And that has become our theme for this month. Or the word of the Lord that we are functioning with for this month. And it's a month of supernatural manifestations. Supernatural manifestations. After a Christian is born again, there is a kind of life that we are supposed to live. And that life is not an ordinary life. In fact, when you study the Bible, you realize that the life of a Christian is not meant to be ordinary. We have been called with a different life altogether. In the book of James, chapter First uh, Peter, rather chapter number two, the verse number nine, the Bible gives us some very amazing descriptions of who a child of God is. Now listen with rapt attention tonight, because I'm just going to trust God to describe to you who you are supposed to be, or who God, or how God sees you, and how God expects our lives to be. He says that for we are royal priesthood, we are holy nation, and we are peculiar people. He said we are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Now, in our present day, when we say something is peculiar, we are saying that the thing is strange. It's not normal. It's different from the rest. Praise God forevermore. So the Bible says that we are peculiar people. That we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do you catch it over there? So our translation, him calling us out of darkness. Everyone who is born into this world is born into darkness. And so when you receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, and you decide at a certain point in time that you are not living the way you should, and so you should give your heart and your life to him, it is not you, it is him calling you. 
And he's saying that he's calling you out of darkness. And when he moves you out of darkness, he does not move you to another darkness, but he moves you to a light, a lighted place. So every human being who accepts Jesus as the Lord of your life has moved out of darkness. Darkness here represents the devil. Darkness here represents the sins that are in the world. Darkness here represents ignorance of the ways of God. Darkness represents anything that does not go in line with what God has purpose for it to be. So he's saying that if you are born into this world because of sin, we are all on in darkness and we are going on, we are we are journeying on a straight course for hell. But out of his love and out of his compassion, he calls us out of this darkness and he calls us to be translated, to be moved into a new place. Lift up your right hand. Say, I'm in a new place. Say, I'm in a new place. And he says that this place is a lighted place. But not only is it a lighted place, he calls it a marvelously lighted place. Or it is a marvelous light. The word marvel means it's not normal. It's something that has an awesome effect, a wow effect. When you see something that is marvelous, it is a kind of thing when you see you you go, wow. It is not ordinary. Intensity kind of grace, intensity kind of position. So the Bible is telling us that He has called us out of darkness and He has called us into a wow light, a marvelous light. We have been moved. Listen, say, I'm not in darkness. Say, I'm not in darkness. Say, I don't walk in darkness. Say, I walk in light. That is where we are. You see, but unfortunately, many of God's children don't know this. And he describes the kind of people who have come into this marvelous light. He says that they are a chosen generation. A chosen group of people. That word chosen means specially selected. Oh, you are not getting me over here. Listen, nobody can walk to God or decide that I want to give my life to Christ just like that. No matter what pain that you are going through, I'm telling you. Uh, if you go to hell right now and you see people who are in hell and they are going through all kinds of fire and all kinds of torment, it will amaze you they will still not be able to repent. In, in the book of Revelations, the Bible tells us about how uh, in the judgment of the earth, there are going to be several tribulations, troubling things that will hit the earth. The Bible tells us about earthquakes. The Bible tells us about deaths. The Bible tells us about various spiritual entities that will be given various authorities over the earth. Some as much as to kill about a third of the inhabitants of the earth. The Bible tells us about hailstorms that will be falling. The, all kinds of with all kind of um, uh, troubles that were going to hit the earth. But there's something that I noticed when I was reading the Bible, even as a child many, many, many years ago, about two decades ago, and it still did not make sense to me until I began to grow up and I understood the word of God and who, what the soul and the spirit of the man is. I was always surprised that when they have gone through the problems, I would have thought that they would have been crying out to God for mercy. But the Bible said that they further curse the God of heaven. They curse the God of heaven. They, they, they grew more in pride in the midst of their problems. Listen to me. The fact that you, you, it was not your problem that brought you to God. It was God that brought you to himself. It was God that brought you to himself. Sometimes in our human understanding, we may think that, oh, it's because of the pain. Uh, let me tell you, that I, 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 many years ago, when I started uh, reaching out on the streets uh, during Christmas time with drinks and biscuits for beggars, I 
remember the first time I, I did that, I went to settle. Uh, walking on a, one of the bridge now, you see, because the way the station has been created. And I was giving out, uh, I think that's the other time it was Refresh uh, or California, one of those things. And then some biscuit. And there, there was a beggar who was, who I want to give it to. I want to give it to. And he was sitting there begging for something to eat. And I gave it to him. He received it. He thanking me, blessing me. And I decided that, oh, okay, now that it means that the door has been opened for me to share the gospel with him. And I said that, do you know God loves you? He said, no, I don't talk to you. <laughs> I said, oh, no, I won't talk to you again. He said, no, no, take your thing. <laughs> you see, even in his hunger, he will not receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, it is not because of problem that people come to God. If God has not called you, you are not come to him. You are not come to him. That is why it's that chosen generation. If you are here tonight, you can add chosen to your name. A believer chosen Okronika. What are you talking about? We are chosen generation. Specially selected. Handpicked. Oh my God. I, I don't know whether you have, you, have, you have done some sorting among some grains before and you are picking out some, the ones that, oh my God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what you need to do. Prepare. Food. Beans. Amen and amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, God, oh my God, you understand that? That means that God spread out over the people in the earth. And then he was picking out the ones that he likes. Then he picked you. He picked you. Wow. I've been picked by God. I've been picked. You see, no matter how anybody will describe you. You know, sometimes people look at us on the outward and they say, oh, you are a useless person. Oh, you are a useless person. Oh, you are a useless person. Listen. It is not what people say about you that matters. It is what God has said concerning you. And he said, I have been chosen. Hallelujah. Do you understand me? I have been chosen. Oh, they, they say my nose is, oh, God knew your nose and he still chose you. He knew whatever you were carrying. He knew your, your bags and your baggages and still chose you. He said that you are the best. You are the best kind. You are the best. You are, I like you the way you are. When I saw you, I saw something in you that others don't see. And he said that if you walk with me, I'll shock the world with you. I'm sure I've told you this story before. There were some years ago, um, you know, artists have a very keen eye. They are able to see what ordinary people are not able to see. So an artist can see a piece of wood. You may just see it as a plank or a piece of wood that is just lying there. But an artist can see the end of that wood as shaped into something so beautiful that it can be hung on a wall or it can be put on a table as a centerpiece or it can be used for something. Artists have a very keen eye. So one day there was a piece of rock and the rock was being auctioned. The rock was actually very denatured. So most of the best artists were brought and they looked at it and they said that there's nothing good that can be, this can be used for. One artist, two artists, five artists, ten artists, all of them looked at it and they said that there's nothing that can come out. One particular artist after he had been folding his hands in the background, watching what was going on, he gave a bid for that rock and said that I want that rock. Everybody laughed and said, ah, brother, what are you going to do? This one that is not, we are, we, 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 all, we are all artists here. We are all artists. You know, you are artists for artists here. Amen and amen. And we listen, you are just wasting your money. This is money is hard to come by in this economy. Hallelujah. Where when the exchange rate is multiplying and increasing just like that, you cannot be wasting your little resources on these things. Oh, he said, ah, don't worry. 
Christ, an angel in the rock. An angel in the rock. This artist was able to pick that naked, rough, edged, bad-looking rock. And he was able to carve out an angel that for many, many, many years, people were traveling from the ends of the earth to just go and watch and look at that work of art. And they could admire this angel. But at the beginning of the journey, people did not see the rock as anything to buy. Anything that anybody will love. Anything that can, any good thing can come out of. That is the story of the lives of most of us over here. Today we may look as though there's nothing beautiful in us. But God is the master artist. The God is the master artist. The Bible says that we are the handiwork of God. We are the workmanship. God is a workman. We are the craftsmanship. God is a craftsman. He says that he can craft something beautiful out of our lives. And tonight can I speak into your life. By the time God is done with you, everybody will be envying you. I said everybody will be envying you. I said everybody will be envying you in the name of Jesus Christ. So, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar nation. We are specially selected by God. And because of that, it is important that every child of God realize that your life is not supposed to be ordinary. Your life is not supposed to be ordinary. What do I mean by that? It means that your life is supposed to be supernatural. The kind of life that you live, the manifestations and the experiences are not supposed to be normal ones. No, they should be things that are produced marvel. When people look at your life, they should say, ah, there's something peculiar about your life. Remember, we are, we are standing, we are living in the marvelous light. So, tonight, I'm just sharing with you on the subject, living the supernatural life. Living the supernatural life. This is the life that God has called us to live. The word supernatural is from two words. Uh, super and natural. Super means above. Super means over. Super means beyond. Natural means normal, in line, and ordinary. It means something that is easily understandable, mundane, and scientifically explainable. But super, so putting super and supernatural together, we have supernatural to mean the, the uh, above the natural or normal patterns. It means miraculous, wondrous, inexplicable, marvelous, paranormal. It is not like the ordinary one that is in the streets. And that is the kind of life that God wants us to live. Let's explore a few scriptures to this effect. Let's look at Mark chapter number 16. Mark chapter number 16. Oh, glory to God. I pray that God will grant us insight tonight in the name of Jesus. Let's read from the verse number 16. Mark chapter 16, verse number 16. Jesus was here sharing with his disciples. And he said, and he that believeth. In fact, let's start from the verse number 15 for context. He was sharing with them, he was uh, encouraging them to preach the gospel. So he says that, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So God wanted them to go and preach the gospel to every creature. So here was Jesus. And then there were the disciples. Those were the people who were following Jesus. And then he says that beyond them, there's another group of people who are called the creatures. So he said that go and preach to every creature. And he said that when you preach the gospel, something will happen to them. He that believes and is baptized 
shall be saved. Salvation. So after salvation, oh my God, salvation is the gateway to supernatural experiences. He said that he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned, shall be condemned. That is why it is so important we preach. Because if people don't believe, they are dead. They are dead already. They are dead already. They are condemned. It's beyond being cursed. Being cursed is one thing. But being condemned means that you, you have no life at all. So if they believe not, they are damned. Anyway, let's, I, my, my, my subject is on those who believe because I'm talking to those who believe. Is there anybody here you don't believe? How many of us believe? We believe in Jesus Christ. Wonderful. Then I'm talking to the right group of people. He said that he, they, that, he that believes shall be saved and uh, let's go on, so shall be saved. So what happens to those who are saved? And it's, these signs shall follow. Look at that. These signs shall follow them that do what? Can we read it together? Them that what? believe. So he's saying that I, Jesus Christ, have come to die to save the whole world, right? And it is the world, they don't have the capacity to live right to save themselves. So I came to do it for them. I came to do it for them. In fact, I came to do it for you because we are all part of it. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So he came to do it for us. He saw that all of us had some weaknesses. All of us had some inability to do what we were supposed to do. So he said, that, no, because if I allow them to try to sort themselves out, they will further condemn themselves. I remember there was somebody who was, uh, who, who I was, um, I was rebuking on a particular subject. And the person decided to uh, explain or defend herself. And the more she defended herself, the more she was proving that what I was, she was guilty of the situation. I said, uh, keep quiet because what you are making the matters worse. Anytime human beings try to do for themselves what they cannot do, they make a mess of themselves. So he said that I have come to finish the work. Now, go and preach. I am sending you with a message that can save them and help them. Go and preach to all these creatures. And he says that when you preach to them and the message enters into their hearts, they will believe. And when they believe, baptize them. He said, and they shall be saved. Now, once they have been saved, is that all? No. Once they have been saved, the salvation is just the beginning. Tell somebody it's just the beginning. No, the person didn't hear you. Tell the person with a lot of sense it's just the beginning. Tell the person I'm preaching. Oh, you see, you, you, you don't want to preach. Tell the person I'm preaching. Yeah. You're a preacher. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Salvation, being born again, the day you lifted up your hands to the Lord and decided to come to church, it was just the beginning. Beyond that, there is a life of wonders that God has prepared for us. And that is where God wants us to actually walk in as believers. Look, when we come to church like this, we should close our doors all the time because the people on the outside, they, will know, they don't understand what we are talking about. We are a community on our own. We are a community. When we come to church, you have, come, you are, you are, you have not come for a visit. When you come to church, you have come home. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have come to where you are supposed to be. You have come to the gathering of the saints, the gathering of the specially called out ones. Those that God handpicked, he selected and said, that, okay, I've brought them out. Let me bring them in.
to a place so that I can teach them how I want them to live. So that when they go out there, they'll be different from the rest of them. You are becoming different after today. He said that, and these signs, that word means evidences. Oof, oh my God, somebody's life is changing tonight. I said somebody's life is changing tonight. Look, the key word for science is Ashen Sude. You understand me? Ashen Sude. Adia Yedisha Adian Su. Anna Yama Yedisha Adiri Anna Hopi Anna situation be Enso. Hallelujah. You see, when the funds are coming, I want to go a bit deeper over here. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. So, as Ashen Sudi, these signs will follow them that believe. Means if you believe in Yamabi, I will say a day, the O Abrabum, a bear, Shawn Sun. Oh, glory to God. Ay, 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 ay. Evidences. After today, I prophesy into your life. The thing that will start happening in your life. When people see you, they will say, they will say that ah, you are serving the living God. I prophesy into your life. When people see your bank account, when people see the, the manifestations of the glory of God, the healings, the deliverances, the way God is going to beautify your life, they will know that you are different from the rest of the world. Receive that grace upon your life. Is that these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. That's a supernatural thing. Look, how can you just look at somebody who has been possessed by a demon and then a person shaking him and shaking and then you say, in Jesus' name, come out of him. And then the person comes down. What did you do? You didn't whip the person. You didn't do any infusion or any concussion or any scientific something or you didn't give the person any quinine or something or quinidine sulfate oh my god quinidine sulfate it was in the exam glory to jesus christ <laughs> my god my god in the religion we spent all night we couldn't get an answer and it appeared in the exam <laughs> but you know i mean God was amazing. In the last 20 minutes, when we came back, all of a sudden, something that did this week, and the answer was there. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Nobody has given the possessed person anything. And then you speak, and then the person is delivered. Imagine you were there in the days of Moses. And then Moses has successfully led you out of Egypt. And then you are going to a land that the man has promised you. Say, hey, I mean, there's a place that God has prepared for us. You know, who is God? You cannot see him, but he has spoken to me. There's a place that he says, a nice place. A place the water is flowing. A place where nobody will be whipping you. And the land is flowing with milk and honey. And there's milk that is fresh all the time. A place where ah, you don't need to water the ground. You just put the seed in the ground. Go and sleep. You wake up in the morning. And the, the plants have started growing. They were saying, yeah, wow. So they started following. And here, you are going and then you go and meet a vast Red Sea. And you say, ah, are we there? It's at the other side of the Red Sea. <laughs> ah, but 
I thought there will be a canoe or there will be a boat or something that will enter. That will, at least we remember the story of Noah. There was an ark, so they entered. But you, you have brought us to a water. <laughs> Red Sea, my God. The Red Sea phenomenon. Somebody should come out with a rap or uh, uh, spoken word. The Red Sea phenomenon. Oh, what are you talking about? You are, you are brought there. As though so you are there in the face of impossibility. That's what my father called the impossibility junction. Oh, at the impossibility junction, that is when a miracle comes into play. And so, whilst you are wondering how you are going to, you, they've told you about a place, sweet place, and they say now the access to the place is beyond ordinary. Uh, okay, maybe maybe we will start going to cut some wood. So that we can build a raft, or we can build a canoe, or we can build a vessel. So, whilst we are thinking about what we are going to do, all of a sudden somebody came from the back running. Hey, Moses, Moses, and this is our phone, phone you now. Oh, I was at the back, and I can see the dust coming, and I can hear the sound of the horses, and I can hear the chanting of the soldiers, and they are saying that Yekotiwama, Yekotiwama, Yekotiwama. We are going to arrest them again. Hey, you know the, the food? No, you are not seen top. And now you have to you have to fight for your survival. The Bible said that the people began to agitate. You see, isn't it like the way we do sometimes? When you are faced with something that looks impossible, it's not that God has not promised you. God has even given you some powerful forensic prophecies. You are like the children of Israel at the Red Sea. Glory to Jesus Christ. The prophecy looks like it's far away. What God has promised you looks like, ah, you were so happy when you heard it, but now you have gotten to where you are and where you are supposed to be. How am I going to cross the Red Sea? And in the midst of contemplating this, all of a sudden, oh, Oh my God, my enemies that I thought I have finished them, they have started rising up again. Like every ordinary human being, you start saying, <laughs> looking for your own way, saying things. Sometimes you get angry, sometimes you get sad, sometimes you get confused, sometimes you say, I should kill myself, sometimes you say, I wish I had not even taken this Christianity. Today. What is all of these things? They were complaining, and then they went to Moses, Master, did you bring us here to die? Isn't it normal for human beings to look for another person to blame for all their problems? For all their problems. For all their problems. You see, this is this guy. He's the cause of all my problems. He's the cause of all my problems. This is this woman. She, she's the one who has not been allowing me to advance in this workplace. You look for somebody to blame. First of all, you went and get somebody to say, oh, your mother is a witch. I knew it. Certain some uncle is the cause of your problems. Not that some of them them do cause your problems, but you see, it becomes very easy because of what you are going through. But God is trying to tell you that there is an answer, and that is the reason for my message tonight. The Bible said Moses also felt pressured. Men of God also feel pressured sometimes. I'm telling you. Sometimes if we are having a meeting and I, I see them bringing somebody and the person cannot walk, I'm like, there's a wrong time and now I should really see pressure. But thank God that when we get pressured to pray, and when we pray, God strengthens our feet. 
this their situation. I'm telling you, anytime somebody comes in, like a person has a problem, then somebody called me, uh, Pastor, the person is not a member of this church. The person that even the first time I met the person, he says, I don't believe in church, he doesn't believe in God. And now he's having a problem, he says, I want to come and see him. <laughs> I don't know what, how many it's been now, years since we met. I think he came to drop something over here or so. And then I don't know whether he kept my number or went to look for my number. I don't know. Now, I feel like it's a pressure. What a pressure, man. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. But when you are pressured, don't give up. Don't talk wrong. Pray. 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 It will do you better. It will do you more good. The Bible says, in the midst of this pressure, Moses also turned to the Lord. Say, Lord, this is what the people are saying. Are you going to allow us to die? God said, hey, Moses, keep quiet. This is not the time to pray. This is not the time to be talking and making complaints. He said, tell the people, I said, move forward. Hey! But you know what is in the forward? What is at the forward? Red Sea! He said, tell the people, I said, move forward. They coming out of Egypt was salvation. But after salvation, there is the sea of life. The Red Sea of your finances. <laughs> the Red Sea of your marital situation. The Red Sea of the problems that have been battling your family for so long. How are you going to go through this Red Sea? You now, you don't even know how to swim. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah, they call you fish, but you cannot swim. <laughs> there they were at the Red Sea. Their enemies coming with zest, coming after them. Now they are wondering who we survive. There was a prophet also, one man against over a million people. And all of them, can you imagine it? Sometimes we should go put ourselves into the Bible. That one, only one man of God will be his staff. And then it's maybe his brother Aaron, who maybe has been sending him Christ. And sometimes for the people, sometimes for God. <laughs> and then you can hear about one to two million people. You can see how sometimes when I say greet one another, we hold the whole room. Imagine one million of us. Everybody's, hey, everybody, hey, hey. People are grabbing their children. <laughs> because they remember that children were being killed before. And then various things are coming to the minds of people. And like, you know, when I think about this, I know Moses was a man of God. It's very easy for you to give up and give in in the midst of such a situation. But rather, turn to God. You see, and I think that it's because he had an encounter with the invisible God, man of God. So he knew that even though I cannot see God, this God exists. I don't know whether he closed his eyes when he was praying. Or he went into a corner to pray. I don't know what he did. But I know in the midst of the situation, he spoke to God. And when he spoke to God, God spoke back to him. He said, Moses, this is not the time to pray. Tell the people I said, I've moved forward. Hey, yeah. Baba, I came to tell you a problem so that you give me a solution. But you are now giving me more problem. I like problem. I should go and tell them to move forward and went around to enter the sea. Haven't you come and then in the midst of your problems and then you have come to the Lord and then whilst you are wondering how you are going to survive, another prophecy comes and say, oh, I bless you, you are going to be a great person. Ah, yeah. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Now that I can see that false prophet will crumb and Hey! Eternal today. <laughs> so tell them, I said, move forward. Then he tells him something. He said that the rod you have in your hand, stretch it. Stretch it. I thought maybe the rod will tell him to get free and then he can cut it and make a raft. <laughs> stretch it. You see, that stretching of the rod is where we stretch our faith. We put our faith to work. When you get to the impossibility junction, don't you lose heart. Believe. That is the time to use your faith. The Bible that when he stretched his rod, you see, at the base of the utilization of our faith is when the winds of God begin to blow. When the winds of God begin to blow. The winds that can change the situation. The Bible says that as he stretched his hand, <laughs> ah, I can see the mockers. <laughs> Look at them. Look at what he's doing. He's making mockery of us. Whilst we should come and tell the people something to pull their heart, you are going to stand at the beach and you are stretching your hand. Hey. Then you see the bloggers. Hey. Social media. Everybody saying their own thing. Those who have never known the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob too have something to say. In the midst of all of these things. But you see, once he stretched his hand stretched, the Bible says he stretched hand, the winds of God began to blow. An east wind that they have never known before blew and right before their eyes, the ocean, the sea that looked as though it was impassable. Oh, that mountain that looked as though it was insurmountable. The Bible said that it began to pass to one side. It began to pass to one side. Oh, to the left and to the right. And the Bible said that a plain dry ground was created in the midst of the sea. How is that possible? It is naturally not possible. But this is supernatural. This is supernatural. And the Bible says that, and God led Moses and the children of Israel on dry ground. How? How can you have dry ground where a seed is? The sun has not risen. Or you say that, oh, and even for even to it to dry, it needs a number of years. But in less than one day, it is what does not make sense. It is not naturally possible. But that is how God says that the life of the believer is supposed to be. These signs are followed them that believe. Supernatural signs. And the Bible says they walk through. They did, oh my God. Couldn't God have just given them a boat or a ship or something? But see, he wants us to understand the way the life of the believer, the one he has saved out of Egypt, how our life should be. It should be something that they don't understand. Oh, And when they don't understand it, when they try it, it kills them. 
Are you catching me over here? When they got there, I can just imagine that all the chariots they came to a halt. Hey, what is this? They brought out their map. <laughs> I thought this thing was not in the map over here because we have drawn the map of our coast. We know over here there is a sea. How can we see a dry ground over there? God is about to use something unusual to surprise your enemies, to shock those who thought you are going to fail, to bring you that miracle, to cause you to advance into the land that He has promised you. It does not make sense. You don't see how it will happen, but that is why He is God. That is why He is God. If God can be understood, then His nature, His substance, has been diminished. It does not make natural sense, but that is who he is. He's a supernatural God. Are you at the Red Sea of your finances? Are you at the Red Sea of a situation in your life where it seems as though you don't know how it's going to turn out? Today I've come with a word of encouragement for you. God has made supernatural realities available for you. Supernatural manifestations. That rest is going to pass. You don't know how will it happen. Don't worry about how it will happen. Just believe it will happen. Don't worry. Don't worry. If we look at even us as a church, we are not yet five years as a church. And all of these things that we see around, if somebody had told us in the day one and year one when we started, it would have looked impossible. I remember one time when one oh, of my pastors came to see me. Oh, in the year one, we were looking for a, a, a place for a church auditorium. And the figures, we had gone for meetings, and the figures that were mentioned. Oh, I know my papa is a man of faith. But this one, I can feel the pressure for him. I can feel the pressure for him. And then he came with the lives of his savings. He said that compared to what we have been told, I know this one is not in my victory. Let me also put in my widow's might. Glory to Jesus Christ. We're all feeling the pressure. How would this happen? Today, when we look at where we are today, and we look at where we started from, we are at the Red Sea. But supernatural manifestations have brought us here today. That is why I can preach this message with all boldness. I have seen it. I have tasted it. I know it can happen. Are you at a place where it looks as though you are at a standstill in life? Or you don't know how things are going to turn out concerning your education, concerning your marriage, concerning your family, concerning any area of concern to you. Don't worry. God says that he has made supernatural manifestations available. He, he loves you so much. And he has made all of these things available. He knows you don't have the strength. He knows you don't have any magic, but he has given you faith in heart. If you can just believe, he says that these signs will come to you. He has prepared you. You didn't ask for it, but he himself said it. He said these signs will follow them that believe. He wants you to come to the place of believing once again and say that, Lord, oh, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Oh, even though I don't know what next step to take. Oh, your word. I believe your word is true. I believe your word is true. I'm at my Red Sea. Lord, I'm trusting you for a miracle. I'm trusting you for a miracle. He says he'll work it out. He says he'll work it out. 
I don't know what they'll be speaking to right now. I don't know who life has beaten you and battered you on all sides, but the Lord says that he'll work it out. The vision, the dream that you have. Oh, I see somebody in my spirit. You have a dream. You have a vision. But it's as though when things have gone, you don't. it, it looks as though it can never happen anymore. No. It looks as though it can never happen anymore. It's so that he will heal you and he will bring it to pass. He will heal you and he will bring it to pass. He will heal you and he will bring it to pass. Oh, just hold on to his word and believe him. So believe in the supernatural life. That the life that is it's supposed to be a normal life of a believer. Because we believe. Because we believe. Because we believe. Because we believe. John chapter number 3, verse 6 to the verse number 8. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Let me conclude tonight's message. Reading that scripture to you. It said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Listen to me. When you are flesh, you have every right to not believe because flesh is flesh. Flesh is limited. But he's saying that you are not just flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Spirit is limitless. Spirit is limitless. Look at what he says in the verse 7. He says, marvel not that I say unto you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it listed. Have you ever seen the wind before? Come on. Who has seen the wind before? Who has seen air before? Have you seen air before? But he says that there is a certain wind that blows. It blows wherever it wants to go. Who has, is there anybody here? I know there are champions over here. You are born and you have to have a certain something when you press it that the wind will change directions. Who is that person over here? Nobody over here can change the direction of the wind. We can only acknowledge that it is going this way, it's going that way. Where it comes from, we don't know. Where it's going to, we don't know. We know it is just going. So that the wind blows where it listed. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh. That's where does it come from. And where it goes, you don't know how the wind operates. See that so, huh? so, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. He's talking about you. He's talking about you. When people cannot understand you, you yourself cannot understand yourself. Said, that is how I want it to be. That's how I want it to be. And out of that, I'll bring my miracles. And all men shall see. And they shall give glory to him. They shall give glory to me. They shall give glory to me. Can I prophesy into your life? Your life will bring glory to God. Your finances will bring glory to God. Your miracle car will bring glory to God. Your miracle money will bring glory to God. Your miracle building will bring glory to God. Your miracle marriage traveling. Everything that you are trusting for, it will bring glory to God. Because no one will be able to understand it. If you believe it, rise to your feet and then begin to celebrate God for a supernatural life that he has made available to us. Lift up your hands, everybody. Begin to give him worship. Begin to give him praise. Begin to give him worship. Begin to give him praise. Lift up your voice. You can speak in other tongues. Speak in other tongues. Lebo Shabrande Katosadaya. Mando Balabazu de Levrianda. Come on, lift up your voice. I feel the healing power of God over here. God is healing our hearts. He's healing our bodies. And in certain situations, is there somebody you are to which end? Call on the Lord right now. Call on the supernatural God. Come on, I give you just one minute. You can call on the Lord. He said, call upon me and I'll show you greater and mighty things that you have not known. Not only you do, not only 
only you. It is not just you who does not know it. The world does not know it. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezeropolipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.